Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. Sanctuary, you're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. I'm Wendy Cherry, your host, and I'm happy that my Alpha Ada maid soror, Dr. Kalita Forbes, is in the sanctuary today. I'm welcome, s- welcome. You. So she's here with me today to talk about mental health, especially during the holidays and how it affects our community. Dr. Forbes, AKA the Change Architect, is a multi-state licensed clinical therapist, the founder and CEO of Metamorphosis Enterprises, which seeks to offer opportunities for transformation in the areas of mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. Since 2010, she has supported individuals, families, and communities to strengthen their emotional health using tools of therapy, empowerment sessions, and leadership development. Right. So welcome. Thank you for having yes. me. So this is, this is um, I'm excited to have you here. We planned this for so many months ago. Yes, so I'm yes. so glad that she's here with me. Um, and so we wanted to talk mental health. Yes. Now mental health is very important mm-hmm. to our overall mind, body, spirit, vitality, right? Absolutely. And so we are beginning to understand how we as black women, mm-hmm. Um, have not taken enough time or given enough credence or even had the opportunity to really um, focus on that. Absolutely. And some of us have normalized the feelings that we have that are not really good feelings, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about a few ways how we can... um, change that okay let's talk about what it is so like uh yana says let's call a thing a thing sure so let's talk about that what it is um some of the places where it comes from Mm -hmm. and then i want to talk about really how we can um work towards healing that okay tips on how to tips and tools on how to move past it um addressing it and how you can get long-term support sure. to kind of rebalance, to give you um, the vitality that you're born to have. Like we're born to be goddess. We're born yes. to be healthy, yes. healthy in the body. You going to the gym and drinking green smoothies and doing all these things. If you're not mentally, emotionally yes. healthy, yes. then those other things don't mean anything. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you got to the the point that you wanted to even create metamorphosis enterprises? Sure, that's a great question. Well, one of the things for me, ironically, when I went to Virginia State University, I was an undeclared major for okay. two years. Okay. And what was so interesting is that when you're a young child, people always ask you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And I never had an answer for that regarding an occupation. I would always say, I don't know. I just want to help people. Right. And so I was looking for different majors that were the topic was like helping people. And so by my junior year, I started to move into the areas of psychology and social work because all I knew, Wendy, is that I wanted to help people. Because as a young child, I would meet and engage with people and I could tell that there was something going on 
on the inside of them mm -hmm. that was not healthy or was not positive. And because for some reason, God allowed me to be able to kind of pick up, if you will, mm -hmm. that energy, mm -hmm. my heart would always go out to them as okay. a child. And okay. I'm, I, I want to help you to feel better than what I know you're feeling right now. Right. Even if you might have a smile on your face, I'm sensing there's something else going on. Right. And so that's what moved me into the area of mental health, just trying to understand what are the reasons why people struggle in their internal world, right. not how they present, but what's going on inside of them. And sometimes we don't connect the two. We don't connect the two. Yeah. And that's most time. Yeah. We are not mindful that's right. of our mind, body, spirit, mm -hmm. and how they're connected. Mm -hmm. And even in Western medicine, they silo all of the different ways that we are supposed to um, address issues in the body. Yes, it's so interesting you say that because I talk to people all the time about disease mm -hmm. and I try to help them to understand what disease is. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. Disease is dis-ease. Mm -hmm. It's dis-ease in the body. Yep. We have all of the research that proves that cancer, so many different diseases in the body happen because of our emotional states. Right. And because we don't address what's going on internally, then our physical body begins to scream out, Wendy, mm -hmm. what we refuse to scream out That's ourselves right. because of the hurt and the trauma. And it's so interesting when you were sharing just a second ago, I was thinking about the fact that especially as women, mm -hmm. we don't slow our lives down enough to even be able to hear what's going on in our internal world because we're always caring for other people mm -hmm. and putting ourselves last. So right. a lot of people are not in tune simply because their world, I always say, is too loud. It's too loud. Yeah. There, there's so much going on. Society would have us think that we're supposed to be running, 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 moving, yeah. moving, moving. Super um, women. You know, super women, right? And so, you know, I know, and I, I want to just bring this part up. Some of us are born with this kind of anxiety. There is a, there is the new research is talking about epigenetics mm -hmm. and it's talking about the fact that however your mom's state of well being or not well being yes. Yes. is when you were in her belly, when you were in her womb, then that will, um, can dictate how you move through life. Absolutely. Um, there are a lot, there's a, a, a chart called ACE, and I don't know all of the different ways, but if you meet up with some of those, if you align with some of those, it's, it's addiction, it's um, being left, you know, um, anxiety and drug, you will have a bigger um, chance of being an anxious. Absolutely. Getting disease. Absolutely. Partaking in in things that you shouldn't be partaking in to, to hurt your health. Absolutely. So it's, it can start in the mother's womb. So we're yes. talking about even if you're pregnant now, mm. if you're a mom who's pregnant now, it's so important for you to work on yourself Absolutely. and to try to make sure that you are creating the calmest, most peaceful um, place for this baby to grow Absolutely. because then it can affect them as they grow. And then it's a ripple effect through the community. Absolutely. So I think that people, we see people walking down the street with mental illness all yes. the time. And we just see them as the person who was in my way, mm -hmm. walking too slow, walking across the street and the light is red, mm -hmm. asking me for money. That's right. Or it could be somebody in your family. Yeah. And they get on your nerves. Yes. And you're embarrassed by them. Yes. And they are... Um, Putting you out of your way that makes things easy. Absolutely. Right? We never think about them as babies. Yes. At one point, they were babies. At one point, they were, you know, just as as powerful yes. and just as deserving yes. and just as loving as they were born to be 
until they weren't. Yes. And that's because of trauma. And that's exactly, you just, mm-hmm. you could do this whole show by, somebody <laughs> get Wendy a license, okay, in mental health. I was literally waiting to, to lift the word trauma. Yeah. When I come into the world, I come into the world ready to be molded. Yeah. First of all, by the context that I'm dropped in, which is mm-hmm. my family of origin, right. the community that I live in, the state that I live in, where I go to school, mm-hmm. all of these the things color that of surround skin. me, all my gender, yeah. we just yeah. spoke about, yeah. all of these things are teaching me and shaping me or they're damaging me right. and they're hurting me. And so you have people that become adults, but yet they have been so deeply traumatized mm-hmm. Whether I grew up in a household where it was a domestic violence or my mother was a drug addict, mm-hmm. there are all of these things that are going on that caused me to be traumatized. Right. And then I go to school and I'm acting out, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And people think that I'm acting out, so I have a behavior disorder, but I don't have a behavior disorder. I'm depressed. depressed. And as an adolescent, my depression doesn't come out as sadness like for an adult, it mm-hmm. comes out as aggression. Mm-hmm. So now I'm missing diagnosed and then the also the leaders in my school who or whoever the psychologists are sometimes unfortunately they only give the PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. diagnosis ADHD, all, right mm-hmm. but PTSD is like we still connect that to people who are coming back from war military but we have to realize that our cities are under attack mm-hmm. and there's war going on right in southeast Washington That's so right. when I see all of this violence going I'm literally traumatized. So I have all of this pain and all of this angst. And of course I'm anxious, which is just excessive worry. I'm literally out of sorts inside myself, but no one is coming to my rescue and I have to keep on living. So I'm doing the best that I can. But if the trauma started at seven years old, I'm 40 years old now as a woman Mm -hmm. chronologically, but I'm having challenges because I'm in the world as a 40-year-old woman, but I'm really seven years emotionally. old emotionally. Absolutely. So I'm stunted and I'm wondering why I'm having challenges relating with other adults mm-hmm. because I'm in an adult format, but you don't know that I'm still a little girl. That's right. Yeah. So we also can talk about post-traumatic slave That's right. disorder. So That's right. We're still evolving. We're still evolving yes. and healing and you know, trying to snap back yes. from being taken from our God. That's right. Our our um home, yes. our food, our language, yes. our, our country. Yes. So that also plays a part and that's you know, we are affected by generations behind and that's we right. can affect generations ahead, which is my whole goal for mm. the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary is to, you know, help us do a ripple effect for peace and for yes. love and for vitality and for us to remember the gods and goddess that we were born to be. Yes. So that's really why I love having these conversations. So mm. um, let's talk about going back to self. And and so we were born ourselves. We right. were born, you know, depending on how nurtured we were those first few days. Yes. Those first few days. Yes. Imagine, you know, depending on how nurtured we were, let's just say we were nurtured. Right. We may have been breastfed. Mm-hmm. We were hugged and cuddled by our parents. Mm-hmm. And then around two is when you start touching stuff. Yes. They be like, ta-ta, stop touching that. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you um, are then starting to be put into a box. Yes. Don't do this. Well, do this because this is what we do. Yes. Right? And then you start to believe all that. Yes. And then you start to diminish yourself yes. and you don't really like, you really wanted to be the beekeeper because the honey just makes you, but they say you got to be a lawyer. Absolutely. So you can't go to biology. You can't go study biology and bees and zoology yes. and all that because you have to be a lawyer because that's what everybody does. Absolutely. So then that's stress and trauma. Absolutely. Pain. Absolutely. Anxiety. And then you pissed. Absolutely. But then you don't say nothing because, you know, if somebody says you need to go get your degree, it makes sense. Right. Or my parents are trying to live their life through Through me. Right. So my mother wants me to be what she was not able to be. Right. Yeah. So I'm literally walking around, walking somebody else's existence. Right. Yeah. So it's important for us to learn how to, if you've never heard of this concept before, to go within. Yes. And to 
kind of drown out the noise the yes. best way that you can. Some pray, some meditate, some do both. Yeah. Some take walks in the park, some yes. go to the beach, yes. some go in their room, some go in their prayer closet. Yes. It just depends Absolutely. on what works for you. But it's important to learn how to do that mm-hmm. and to quiet yourself Absolutely. and to still yourself because your intuition, intellect, and instinct is there. Yes, You're born with it. Yes, But we have been so... Um, distracted, mm-hmm. distracted by all the noise. Yes, um, that we don't know how to go within. Absolutely, and then we don't even know that language. It's like Greek. Our intuition telling us something, and it's like Greek because even though it's um, inspiring us to act in a certain way, right? Because we don't understand the language, right? Because we haven't heard it before. Yes, we don't even believe it and trust it. Yes, and I often tell people, oftentimes they don't even know what their own voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. Imagine not even knowing what your own voice sounds like right. because there have been so many loud voices screaming at you. Their, like you said, their ideals and their expectations your entire life. So some people, it's so much clutter that they can't even hear their own voice, especially if their voice has been silenced. Right. And so you literally have to in life, like fight for yourself. You do. Fight for who you are so that you can be a human being being like right. I'm being like be like this is who I be right like this is me and I cannot introduce Kalita to the world if I don't first introduce myself to Kalita to, right. so there are so many women that are moving around that I meet they don't even know who they are Correct. so I'm like you don't need to try to hook up with somebody else because you won't even be able to teach them how to love you or how mm-hmm. to be your good sister girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be because you haven't met yourself you have to meet you first right well in the words of my really good friend Risa Kat Okadei she says self-preservation we move past the self-care that's right we are on to self-preservation yeah and we are learning how to take care of ourselves and we are understanding that we deserve absolutely to take care of ourselves absolutely and how can I care for you if I haven't first cared for me right because what is it that I'm giving you if I have nothing to offer Mm -hmm. and so you can see it as like a little uh, teacup that's inside of a saucer Mm -hmm. like I use an example when I do speaking engagements I'll have a teacup and a saucer and I'll pour water into the teacup, right? And I'll fill the the little cup. And so what we'll do is we'll fill that cup and we will give that cup of water away to people. And then when you put it back on the saucer, now there's nothing for you to drink. But if you pour that water and you keep pouring until it literally spills into the actual saucer, Mm -hmm. what I tell people is that you take the teacup, put it to the side, that's full. That's for you. What's spilled over the overflow, overflow. that's what you share to people. So you're a blessing to them, but you're not going home empty. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think once you're able to do that, now it's like a muscle. You have to practice that because you have the children and you got the hubby and you have all the people around you, your friends and family. And so they're not used to you, Yeah. you know, doing that for yourself. So one of my patients um, was a young woman who had a stroke. Mm. She just had a stroke. And then she said, but my family came over for Thanksgiving and I cooked. So now I said, what is it about you that you allowed your family to come to your home Mm -hmm. a month and a half after you had a stroke at 40? Yes. What is that about you? What is that saying? What do you need to sit and think about, you know, so we talked about martyr syndrome. Yeah, that's good. What happens to all the martyrs? Yeah. Where are all the martyrs? Yes. They dead. Yes. They're dead. Yes. So I'm like, you got a wake up call. Absolutely. You have another opportunity to do something different and to not feel guilty to say, no, guys, I just had a stroke. Yeah. I don't want to cook the turkey this year. Yeah, people pleasing, but also... It's another thing with that scenario is also being um, 
open to receive help. Right. Superwoman. Yes. Sometimes people, our families, our communities, our tribes want to help us. Mm -hmm. And we'll go around like, I just wish someone would just help me. But truth be told, you really don't know how to to receive receive that help, especially if I feel like my identity is wrapped up in Mm -hmm. serving the people that I love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's think about how we can preserve our peace when mm. we're in those situations. Okay. And then the person who you um, who has first dibs yeah. is the person in the mirror. Yes. So that, that's like a tip. Yes. <laughs> Random tip. Yes. Not clinical. Yes. Just like you're the one who you need to not the baby, not the hubby this time you this time you get on an airplane and the people on the airplane tell you if this plane starts to go down and there's a major emergency they suggest for a parent a mother to forget about your child sitting next to you for a second put your own mask on first and then that is so counter to that doesn't even make sense to us but that simple analogy Mm -hmm. is just because once you take care of yourself then you can turn around and you can take care of the people that we we think that caring for ourselves is not loving others and I tell women the best thing that you can do to show your love for the people you care about is to love yourself well like I'm going to the spa for you like my husband I'm going to the spa me going is going to help you because if I go here for an hour and get a hot stone massage when I come home I'm not going to go off on you you want me to go to the spa it's helpful for everybody you know and it's not um, excuse me it's not one of those things this is what I want to introduce if you don't know it's required yes it's required in the toolkit of uh, for you to be healthy and vital. Absolutely. It's not a special birthday, Mother's Day. Absolutely. Consider it vital. Yes. Massages, those types of things, they yes. move the energy out of your body. Yes. And so... Um, And can I say, it's so interesting that you say that. I close out every single month at the spa. It's the way I close. If you have the finances to do that, Mm -hmm. it's the way that I close out the month. Like you tried it, but it's okay. We're going to release all this and then I'm ready for the next month. But I was just there this past Sunday. And what's so ironic is that sometimes when you get up from the table, you feel like out of sorts, like your body feels like a little pain here or there. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that sometimes when we're releasing the things that we release, it's going to hurt us. And sometimes the reason why people don't want to do the healing work is because Sometimes, Wendy, there's pain, pain. associated with that mm-hmm. that I don't want to I just don't want to deal with. I'll deal with this little bit of pain because I feel like I can manage it. Mm-hmm. But the pain tunnel that I would have to go through in order to be healthy, I'm just not willing to take the risk right. to go through that because I've never actually gone through it. So I hear you telling me that it's going to be better on the other mm-hmm. side, but I don't know if I can trust that. So I'll stay in a state of bondage because I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I know how to work it. now I'm not all the way well but I know how to work this unwellness right it's insanity when you think about it it. yeah but people don't trust the process it's like I hear you sister friend telling me that if I do this for myself that it'll get better but I don't know right well another thing is that our emotions are in place for a reason yes they are okay yes tears are okay I say that all the time you know yelling and screaming for for a minute are okay Mm -hmm. and so what happens is when we come upon a situation yeah and we have the urge to maybe cry yes maybe yell maybe stomp our feet yes then that's what you can do it helps to push the energy through. Absolutely. It helps to move you past it. And so we're taught that dark, that anger, and all those things are bad things. And they're not. But it's balance. Yes. It's a duality. Yes. It's the light and the dark. It's those things, the the male, the, the feminine and the masculine. It's all of those things. And if you would just allow the feelings yes. to come up. Yes. Figure out why they're there. Yes. Listen to them. Listen to them. And then you could 
you'll probably feel better in like five minutes. Absolutely. You, you probably will. You know how they say, I just need a good cry? Yes. That's it. And so then it's not in that teacup being filled, being right. filled, and then you just go off on somebody. Absolutely. So it's okay. Like, feel your emotions. Yes. They are, the, the creator gave them to us for yes. a reason. Absolutely. I say yeah. he gave it to us to communicate with us the things that we need to know. And crying, I always say, is just a shower for the soul. Okay. And so if you haven't cried in a long time, imagine how dirty your soul is. Mm. It's okay to cry. I cry all the time. Mm -hmm. It feels, mm -hmm. it's, it's a nourishing. release. It's nourishing. It feels good and it doesn't mean that I'm weak. It doesn't mean that at all. It mm -hmm. means for a moment, I'm going to allow my body to express the pain that it's feeling, the hurt that I'm feeling, the disappointment that I'm feeling, right. the fear that I'm feeling, right. the uncertainty. There's so many things and words and paragraphs that are in each tier. Yep. And sometimes you don't even have to dissect it. I'll say the creator, God, whoever you, however you turn him, he literally can read every single tear as it falls from our, because sometimes you don't have the words to say when mm -hmm. you pray. Right. Sometimes your prayer time can simply be your tears. And I believe that God can read every single one of them. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. Yeah. Just let it flow. So you talked about a sign of weakness. Yeah. So now in our community, we know mm -hmm. that counseling and therapy and all those things have a have had a stigma. Yes. I feel like it's getting a little bit better. It is. But the stigma. So let's talk about what mental illness looks like to you sure. being a practitioner. Sure. Um, what does that look like to you? Because I know that the socioeconomics yes. make no difference. Yes. So what does it look like Not to you on a daily? Sure. Well, I always explain to people that there's two sides to a clinical house, if you will, or okay. like a private practice, which I have. Okay. You have the clinical side and then you have the emotional wellness side. Okay. So the clinical side are people that come in that have a major depression. So I have depression that I'm dealing with that's actually chemical and it's something that I've been dealing sadness that's continuous like over a two-year period of time, right? Okay. And so I, psychotropic medication can be helpful mm -hmm. for me to lift my mood. Yep. That's on the clinical side. You also have people that deal with bipolar, which is manic depressant, like my, I have mood swings. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm up, up really high. Yep. Sometimes I have dramatic lows. Okay. That's also an imbalance. You have people that struggle with schizophrenia. Yep. Those are all clinical disorders. Okay. And then you have the emotional side of a clinical house, which are people who my mother died. Yeah. And that was my mama. Right. And my sister has been able to bounce back after a couple of months and I'm still stuck. Right. And so it's not a clinical disorder, but emotionally I have a life trauma that has happened and I need someone to assist and guide and support me and trying to move past where I'm at. Right. And so there's two sides of, of the coin, if you will, okay. some that just needs talk therapy and others that when we find out our chemical imbalances, we know that there's some medications that can assist with that. Right. Now, I like to go with holistic type of practice first because I believe yeah. that the body has the ability to heal, heal itself. itself. That's right. But there are some people, and you talked about it at the top of the show when you dealt with genetics, mm -hmm. there are some clinical disorders that literally are, yes, some. they That's right. are genetic, and there's nothing, there's no shame in that. Mm -hmm. I talk to people all the time about how if you have challenges with your eyes, like I have contacts in, okay. I wear glasses glasses. Uh -huh. And so when, and this is especially for spiritual people who are like, we can just pray it away or right. we can cast a spirit, whatever the case may be. And right. I'm all for that because I work in that Everything vein. has its place. Everything has its place. But I tell people all the time that when you, when I needed glasses, like I actually didn't go to the altar mm -hmm. and ask somebody to lay hands on my, I, I went to lens crafters <laughs> right. and an optometrist 
examine my physical eyes right. and he gave me a prescription and put it in a lens so that I can see clearly. Mm-hmm. And so however it is that the higher power wants to heal you, do not be ashamed of your healing journey. Right. If it happens naturally, if it happens through herbs, if it happens through exercise, if it happens through medication, right. whatever it is, that's your path right. and it's nothing to be ashamed nothing of. Nothing to be ashamed of and it can be multi Multimodal. Absolutely. You can do a little bit of everything. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that's so, okay. That's okay. Yes. So let's talk about, because we have almost just 30 minutes left. Okay. It went by fast, yes. right? It always goes by fast. Yes. So I was thinking about my own mental health mm-hmm. and my own um, kind of like journey in mm-hmm. mental health. So I always felt some kind of blue sometimes younger oh, okay and i was super affected by su- seasonal affective disorder yes. i think before the name came right absolutely but i know at four o'clock in the fourth grade i was like oh mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so you know over the years i think i just kind of like pushed the feelings away mm-hmm. you know you do whatever you can do um to soothe yes because that's really what it is that we are looking for Absolutely. when we're doing things when we don't feel good we're looking for somebody to to soothe us Absolutely. whether it's food Absolutely. sex drugs right. him her yes mom yes whatever gambling gambling shopping, shopping. and so it, it shows up in all different ways but our brain has a pleasure center. And when we were born, if we were nourished properly, um, then we felt pleasure. And so now the brain hunts for pleasure. Pleasure could be in sugar. Yes. Pleasure can be in whatever. Yeah. And so that's really what we're trying to get back to that feeling of feeling good and yeah. and, and comfort and comfort. Right. Yeah. So that's why we're in the season of winter. We're going yes. into winter. Winter comes, I think, Friday yeah. or something like that. I think so. The winter solstice. Yeah. And that's why people eat a lot of soups. Mm-hmm. They eat a lot of warming things because yes. those things are nourishing. Absolutely. They call them comfort foods. That's, that's right. why they call them that. Yeah. And so. At this time, what can we talk to people about in the short time that we have? Mm-hmm. It's the holiday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a lot going on. Yes. All types of distractions. You're supposed to be out there shopping, fighting yes. people for a TV. Yes. Um, and so this is really the time for us to go within. Mm-hmm. So now we talked earlier about we don't even know who we are, yeah. right? We don't know ourselves. We don't know our um, what our intuition and what our instinct and our... And those things sound like when they're talking to us and urging us to do things. Sure. So now is the time. The winter solstice is from the 21st, I think, to the 24th. Mm-hmm. It's the time um, when I think the the I think it's when the time of day is equal in day mm-hmm. and in night, mm-hmm. and then the days are going to start to get lighter longer the, the sun is coming the, right. li- lighter longer we, yeah and so during this time is a time when we're supposed to kind of sit quiet yes because it's dark absolutely and so it's time to eat warming foods eat teas stews soups and then just kind of like turn off the tv yes turn off the internet yes and just get quiet and kind of listen to ourselves sure and sleep but you know what's so interesting? I'm so glad that you brought this up because seasonal affective disorder is what it's called. And mm-hmm. we also, or seasonal depression or seasonal blues and holiday depression go hand in hand yeah. because they're both coming around at the same time. So it really starts at the top of November mm-hmm. when you have the, the change of the hour. And it's so amazing to see what one hour can do. It, it makes a difference. And so people can feel their bodies feeling down and them not being as motivated because they don't have that extra hour of sunlight, which shows the impact that light has. But it's uh, just really fascinating to me that people really have a difficult time within this season if it's wired for us to slow down, Mm -hmm. maybe to not be in the streets so much, but to come home Mm -hmm. and to be introspective. We're about to turn into another calendar year. Let me look back at what has my 2018 has looked like. What are my desires and my heart's goals for 2019? But that quietness means that there are some things, Wendy, that might come up 
that I'm not desiring to come. Right. right. And so we often are trying to keep ourselves so busy again, so that we don't have to sit with ourselves long enough to be able to do that work. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage people to do that. And the other thing with the holiday depression is that now you see people are taking time, they're on vacation from work Mm -hmm. and they're not just supposed to be, or we suggest they turn inward, but they're looking at their family dynamic. So now that's a real challenge because yes. some of our families are amazing mm-hmm. and some of our families are buck Ain't. wild. Ain't. Which that's what I call, I'm from New York. They're just buck wild. Like, right. And so you have to realize, oh Lord, I have to go see my crazy auntie and this cousin that I'm, I'm embarrassed of. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Because they're still struggling with drugs, whatever the case may be. Or they touched me. Oh, or I was molested. Right. We have that's another show where we can start talking about sexuality mm-hmm. and how all of those abuses literally impact us at our core. So please let me know you she want to do back. that. She coming because back. Because I love that topic because okay. people are hurting. Mm-hmm. But it's so ironic because I also now am reminded that my mother is no longer here. Or my grandmother is no, because we gra- gathered at Big Mama's house. Right. And so now the holiday season is beautiful for some, but for me, it can be a reminder of the things that I've lost, right. the gaps that are in my life. My friends are going off and doing different things, but if I don't have a healthy social circle, mm-hmm. now the loneliness that I feel during the year is magnified. Right. And so this is a really a season where we have to be super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Where as a community, we have to reach out to those that maybe may not be related to us. And it's so interesting when we talk about grief and loss. I did a session um, around the holidays times a couple years ago, and there was a woman there. We talk about crying. Her son had died Mm. and she testified that for three years she did not cry. Like Mm. she literally could not bring herself to cry over the loss of her son. And she was in a department store in the South. It's like uh, close to a Macy's Mm -hmm. and she's in a department store. It's December. She's holiday shopping. She has all of these clothes and gifts in her arms and she's moving towards the register. And all of a sudden the song comes on. I'll be home for Christmas. And she said that out of nowhere, after three years, she dropped everything on the floor and began to scream and holler so drastically that the police came. Mm. No one could control her. And they are like, what is going on with this woman? And she just started hollering out, my son will not be home for Christmas. Mm. And so these are the things that come up during the holiday season, which we have to be mindful of. We really need to deal with our pain prior to getting in the department store when you hear the song. But at that time, it was like life was saying, your son is no longer here Mm -hmm. and you have to face how you feel about that and then do the steps which we can talk about that you have to do now in order to be okay, whether it's dealing with the change of season or dealing with the impact that loss has on our soul. Right. Yeah. So yesterday I was listening to NPR Mm -hmm. And they said the most popular show that they had in all of 2018 by far Mm -hmm. was the show about being estranged on the holidays from your family. So they were rebroadcasting it yesterday and kind of pulling out some really some key nuggets in it and then bringing in more people. Yeah. And people were talking about how painful this time is. Yes. And a lot of them were talking about how, so they had two different kind of like baskets. Yeah. One basket was the parent Mm. whose child is not there. Wow. Who is choosing to be estranged. Wow. Right. And then you have the child who is choosing to stay away. Oh, wow. And they have, as you could imagine, two different thought processes and perceptions around why this is happening. Yes. Many of the children say it is because of their parents' mental illness Mm. that they have not faced Mm -hmm. is why they are willing to stay away. Absolutely. Right. And then the, the parents are like, I did the best I could. Yes. 
And I can't believe that my child is staying away from me. Absolutely. And so there were lots of stories and it just was so interesting. And NPR, like the people who, um, the reporters on this story, they were blown away. Wow. But it's because people are hurting. Absolutely. We're human beings. Absolutely. We're tribal. And yes. we're supposed to be together now. But let me just say this, and I'm sure you'll agree, if they're not there to help you preserve your sanity, yeah. you do not have to go to that house That's with right. no presents under That's your right. arm and no eggnog That's and a little right. flask right. to just to just be there just because that's what you did the last 27 years. Absolutely. Don't do it. And that goes back to what you were talking about when you raised the stigma that's been in our community around mental health. But mm -hmm. like you said, we, so that we can stop the cycle of yep. trauma, yep. we can no longer... Like we have to refuse to keep moving like it is. So I challenge people to say to their parent, why you're not coming. Mm -hmm. See, those are difficult conversations. I've encouraged my clients to have them. It can open up Pandora's box, but it can lead to healing. Mm -hmm. It's not, mom, I actually forgot that I have a business thing that I have to go. You don't have to make up an elaborate story. You can say, mom, I'm not coming this year because when I come, I literally am hurt by the way that you speak to me, right. by the profanity that you tear me down. And I think it's because you're feeling low about where you are right. or because you haven't dealt with the pain that I know that you've been dealing with since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to deal with that, mom, then I will support you in that process and then I will come around. But until you do that, I don't want to be in pain with, with you, you. Right. now will that open up a whole lot of oh my goodness right. at first it'll be complete shock like mm -hmm. what are you talking like what pain what right. like who do you think you I'm your mother it can turn into an entire thing mm -hmm. but God will use that seed to begin to stir on the inside of that family member you might not hear from them for five months but that seed mm -hmm. is stirring on the inside of them. And eventually they'll be like, what, when you said, at, right. what were you saying? Right. Like what time when I said, right. and you can literally be the catalyst yeah. to assist your family member to get well right. by standing up for your own wellness. So let's talk about what you, you cannot fix yeah. what you will not face. Absolutely. And that's our community. Yes. We are not facing a lot of these things. No. This stuff is done in secret. Yeah. A lot of people are suffering in secret. Yeah. And I was telling Kalita before we got on air, I had a boyfriend 20 years ago. Wow. Was at his house all the time. Wow. All the time. There was a room mm -hmm. that I never went into because you don't just be walking in people's rooms, uh -huh. right? Yeah. It was somebody else's house. Yeah. So I would be there. I stayed the night multiple times. I mean, wow. it's been a year. It was a year and a half relationship. Wow. We did holidays together. Yeah. So we're at holiday. It's Christmas. Uh -huh. It's New Year's Eve. Uh -huh. We're sitting in the living room. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden, I look up and I see an older black man in a robe that I have never seen before in the year and a half that I've been at this house. Wow. And he's standing there and he has a lamp in his hand. Wow. And he was like, I will throw this lamp unless somebody, he, well, he said, no liquor, no lamp. No, no, no liquor, no lamp. Right. All right. And so he started having a whole attack, yelling, wow. screaming, and and I mean, we were just sitting by the Christmas tree, wow. chilling, and he's up there, up the top of the stairs, and he had been hidden there wow. the entire time I'd been at the house morning, noon, and night. That's powerful. Different times, I'd never seen anybody bring him out. Powerful. Never heard anybody talk about it. they were feeding him. My, my. Just the door was closed, and I just thought maybe it was the, the junk room. Yeah. And he was having a whole fit, and they kept trying to get him to get back in that room. Yeah. And he said, no liquor, no lamp, and he was fighting people. Wow. And I was just so struck by mm -hmm. the fact that this family mm -hmm. that I was growing really close to yes. was allowing this man, this elder, yes. to suffer in a small room yes. all that time. Yes. And so we're not talking about those things. And we never talked about it again. Oh, my goodness. We didn't. I didn't know how to handle it. I was in my 20s. I didn't know. I was wow. just like, yo, that's kind of crazy. I was afraid. Wow. I was afraid. And so I guess... Their thought was, well, we're taking care of him. 
Yeah. They probably were getting the social security to be able to yeah. feed him or do like, whatever. Be grateful so for be grateful. this roof over your head. I, I never talked about it again. Never. I just mm. even thought about it recently because we were talking about this. Yeah. So if we are not willing to face as a people, yes. as our own selves in the mirror, yeah. things that are bothering us, that has detrimental effects. Absolutely. And you know, that scenario is something that you would see in the movies. Yeah. And what's amazing to me is that a lot of the things that we see in the movies are actually usually coming from people's actual stories, these writers. Right. And these are not fictional things. These are things that actually do happen. Right. And so you want to talk about the dignity and worth of people of people mm-hmm. my we had a relative in my family who had mental health challenges who had done something violent ended up being incarcerated mm. and my family Wendy treated him with dignity and worth and like he was a part of the family yeah. so even being incarcerated and even with his mental health challenges my father and his siblings were so intentional Mm -hmm. about going to see him Mm -hmm. about making sure that he was involved with things that were going on in the family people knowing who he was his name was brought up all the time Thanksgiving day they'd play basketball and then they would go see him and then we will have dinner because we are not ashamed this person has challenges, mm-hmm. but they're still a part of they're who we beings, are. Right. And I talk to people who have mental health challenges, severe clinical issues, even when I'm moving around DC. Yeah. Homeless people approach me every time I'm in Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, it happens all the time. Okay. And they're amazed at the fact, and the people around me are amazed at the fact that I engage them in full conversation. And so if people are not accustomed to me, but they could be with me that day, they're like, you just talk to them. Mm-hmm. And that statement amazes, why would I not talk? Why would I not talk with them? Right. And so I have homeless people and I can tell that some of them have mental health challenges, right. but they will walk away saying, thank you for seeing for me. Seeing me. Like I am a whole yeah. person and they will say things to me, Wendy, that will encourage me. Mm-hmm. These people will give me wisdom yep. that I needed for the day. Yep. And so I, Imagine what that uncle, like no liquor, no, like like imagine what little tidbits or what kind of things he could have offered to that family if only we were okay with sometimes not being okay. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with sometimes not being okay? Right, right. And that's okay. Right, and that's okay. So let's talk about tips because we have like about 15 minutes left. Let's talk about tips because so now we know the what. Sure. And then there are all types of reasons for the why. Absolutely. So what kind of things can we do, realistic things for busy people in a metropolitan area, you know, to help mitigate some of this um, anxiety that they feel? Well, a couple of things. One, I would encourage everyone to do something. It's two words, and you can literally focus on it in 2019, and that's slow down. Slow down. Okay. You have got to find what I call a pace of grace. You have to slow your life down. If that means that you get militant about your schedule and that you do not cram seven things in one 24-hour period, Mm -hmm. but that you're able to say no to some things, I'm not going to be able to do it this week, but I can do it next week. Not because you have another obligation, but because that's too much energy for me that particular day. And so I'm not going to do this that day. In addition to that, you can decide that you're going to literally craft time where your time is uninterrupted. Meaning that this phone, these cell phones, they know. Because I told them. them. And I have a (laughs) mentor and he doesn't call them iPhones. He calls them iPharo. Like someone who's like a slave master 
booster. Yes. And all of this stuff on social media is energy. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just scrolling through pictures, you're receiving energy and messages. And so you should not start your day. And the first thing that you do upon awakening to new life is to be bombarded by God knows what as you scroll because right. you don't know what's coming. Right. And so you want to make sure that you organize your day to the point where it's safe and healthy for you. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you fa- first wake up in the morning? What rituals do you have? Mm-hmm. How do you center yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you get in front of all the noise or the, the attacks that might already be prepared for you right. so that they're not catching you off guard? In addition to that, how do you end your night? So mm-hmm. I talk to people about book ending your life. Okay. How do you start your day and how do you end your day? In gratitude, which we hear that word all the time, but it's not just a meaningless word. It's a powerful word. Mm-hmm. And so you need to do what I call three moments of joy. Okay. Because if you don't, it's really easy for all of us to be anxious yeah. and all of us to be depressed and all of us to feel like we're not doing enough and all of us to think and compare ourselves to somebody else like I should be doing better. No, you need to at the end of each day find three moments of joy for that day. Mm -hmm. Three things that set your heart ablaze. It could be the smallest thing Mm -hmm. and you will go to bed like I was I I was a beast today. Yep. Like I knocked that out. I needed to do this. I need I was able to do this. I met this person. I did this connection. I said no and I and I when I really felt pressure to say I just killed it Thursday. No is a complete sentence. It's a complete (laughs) sentence. And so you can do that because how you start a thing and how you end a thing matters. And our mental health, Wendy, is our responsibility. As human beings, we are naturally wired to be selfish, unfortunately. We're naturally wired to be takers. And so I'm wired to try to get Wendy to give me all that she has. Okay. Wendy, it's your responsibility to give me boundaries. Okay. It is not my responsibility, mm-hmm. Kalita, okay. to create boundaries for your life. Right. I'm going to ask. Right. I'm wired <laughs> to do that. Okay. Now it's up to Wendy to let me know whether or not my request fits in for her at this day and at this moment. Gotcha. And so let's make ourselves a part of our planning for 2019. I am in my calendar every Mm -hmm. single day, Mm -hmm. every day. I'm in my calendar. So last week, so at my daughter, my daughter's in high school and I am on a parent, like a, um, this council, parents, teachers, students, right? Okay. So I'm on the mental health and awareness, stress management, right? Good. These little kids, yeah. Sophomores, juniors, freshmen, whatever, mm-hmm. high school, these kids are stressed out. Absolutely. So we're talking to them about, you know, they have an overload of work. Mm-hmm. They're connected to the internet. Yes. They, you know, my daughter was complaining because she didn't go to school one day. And she was like, but the teacher was like, well, you can get it off a of Google Classroom. Oh. So it was like, you don't even get like a break. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this one little girl was saying that she's in all honors classes and all of her work is due right after the holiday. Yeah. So she said, I'm not even going to get to enjoy my holiday because I have all of these things due. Mm. We're starting the children so young. And so now one of the girls was being medicated and Mm. she was just like, I'm so stressed out. And I walked out of there stressed out because I'm like, these are kids. Now I know that adults are doing adult things. Mm -hmm. So they are adulting and having to, uh, and choosing to rip run and do whatever. Right. But the babies, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just was trying to find ways. So I'm going to be doing some workshops at the school because I'm just like, we can't start them. Yes. Off so early, um, being so stressed out. 
and being um, over some tests. Yeah, and those are simple fixes. First of all, I'm so excited about how, like, I'm about to coin you, like, the mental health, like, empathic guru. Because I'm just so excited about all these doors that God is opening for you to the fact that you're, they have that committee within this dynamic at the school is fabulous. Yes. So you can suggest simple things like tests are not going to, there aren't going to, there's nothing due after the holidays. Right. Everything that we have to do needs to be done really by before Thanksgiving, because once Thanksgiving comes around, we should just be doing simple celebratory things, Mm -hmm. which still teach our children. There are a lot of lessons that children need to learn outside of pi equals 3.14. There are, and our schools are missing that. They are. The character uh, teachings, the integrity teachings, those are all things that you can lift Mm -hmm. that are a benefit Mm -hmm. that can be added during that holiday time where they're still learning and getting skills, but it's not something that they have to be so studious about. Because, to, to pass a test. Yes. That's and what it is. Exactly. It's to pass and the remind test. them that that's not the totality of what life is about. That right. you don't want to send young people to college out into the world just. Um, intelligent when it comes to academics, but they have a low character and integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They're lacking in those areas because we're just concerned about math, science, technology. Like, no, there's more. We want them to be well-rounded human beings. And so lift that. Well, I think that they side-eyed me. And that's, because that's okay. you know, I was there were probably thirty five people in the room. I was me, sure, right? the only one who looked like me, sure. right? And so um, the the lady was like, the little girl was like, "Well, I wish somebody would talk to the teachers and ask them to kind of stagger, right?" Yeah, exactly. And she said, that's "Well, what word. else would you want to us to know about you?" And what other questions? And, you know, you can't ask a little baby girl what other questions do you... She don't know. Yeah. So I said, well, how about let's look at her through the lens of a human versus just the student. Very good. Maybe ask her if she drank water today. Did she sleep? Did she sleep last night? Yes. You know, is she happy? What kind of breakfast did she eat? And what dreams do you have? Right. So they were looking at me like she ain't coming back. So we'll see. see, That's why you have no, no, no. You have to that. It's like the one voice crying in the wilderness. Like that's what you have to do. And then bring them statistics. Yeah, I'm going to. I have a report. Yeah, I'm writing them. them. NPR, like Mm -hmm. bring them all of that Mm because they need that. But continue to be a voice crying out. Yeah, in darkness with with a sound of light. Yes. Even if you're the only one. Even if I'm the only one. So we have like four minutes. Okay. Okay. So besides vitamin D, that is going to be my suggestion. Yes. So we are from another continent. Yes. We're we're people of the sun. Yes. And so because we don't get enough vitamin D here, mm-hmm. that helps a lot with um, how our body functions yes. and making sure that the, that we're healing and that yes. we're repairing and re- renewing and regenerating. Yes. So get as much vitamin D. We are deficient as a people in, in the north. Right. Absolutely. So please try to get some vitamin D that will also help yes. with your with how you feel. Some and magnesium. magnesium. I swear magnesium by magnesium. It's like the miracle mineral that we're not even familiar with. We're not familiar. We're not, we're not absorbing it. So what I would also do is just see what your doctor says about what your levels are. That's right. I I ain't no doctor. That's right. But I do know that these are the things that are missing. Some of these minerals and vitamins, a good multivitamin, a good probiotic. Those are go long ways in helping you to feel balanced and to, and to be stable. And, um, if you need to take your meds, you take your meds. That's right. And then, you know, just know that if you're on those, sometimes it's just until you recalibrate. Absolutely. And if you have to stay on just because you need to stay on because of genetics, then you do that too. And then right. you take them religiously the way you're supposed to. Right. Because then that will help you right. to stay balanced and help your family stay balanced. Yes. And if you start out on psychotropic meds, I always encourage my clients, if the dosage that you've been given is not working for you, don't discontinue it. Mm-hmm. Just have constant conversation with your doctor until you find Titrate the dosage that right. works for you. Right. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So now let's talk about Truth City. Yes. Okay. Tell us what that is. Okay. So my husband and I, uh, Chris Forbes, are planting a church here in Washington, D.C. It's called Truth City. Okay. We are super excited about being able to impact Washington, D.C. and bring them the message of Jesus Christ. That's what we believe. And we're excited. There's great history in D.C. regarding churches and the whole spiritual and faith community, period. And so we're just honored to be able to join what it is that God is doing. And so we started in September just doing interactive, out-of-the-box Bible studies. They're very creative, not what you see traditionally in church. Now, I saw y'all making vision boards. Yes, we did all kinds of stuff um, in the top of December. So we do it the first Tuesday of each month. They're called uh, Tuesday Truth Talks. And they're held actually right at I-3, which is literally one block up from Howard University's bookstore, like right across from the McDonald's on Georgia Avenue. And so we're going to be doing those again the first Tuesday of each month until we launch, which will be probably early spring of 2019. So keep us in prayer. Yes, yes, Yes. we will. So now how can we find you? Sure. I can be reached at metamorphosisenterprises.com. That's my uh, clinical private practice page, a website. All of my information is on there. I'm on Instagram is my social media uh, Mm -hmm. site of choice. Mm -hmm. The only one I have time for. Mm -hmm. And that's at Kalita Forbes. And you can also get information about the church at Truth City DC on Instagram or truthcitydc.com. Okay. Yes. So thank you so much. No, thank you. It's so good to see you. Yes, so good to see you too. Now, just to close out, what is going to be your thing that you do for self-care over the holidays? Oh, over the holidays. For me, it's... um, not moving too fast. Okay. The slow down is definitely what I do over mm-hmm. the holidays. So I won't be rushing through like home goods and like moving <laughs> frantically. Right. I really just clear out my schedule as much as possible and try to really spend the time just closing out the year and being prepared for 2019. Like I'm cleaning my house. Yeah. I'm cleaning my closet. Yeah. Like cause our physical space state, impacts our emotions. Yes. And so I'm making sure that my space is clean okay. so that I'm ready to receive all of the blessings that I declare are, you coming, know are coming towards me next year. That's right. Okay, I'm yes. going to be doing the same thing. So we thank you for joining us in the sanctuary again. Um, please come visit us again next time and have a great holiday. Thank you for listening to The Sanctuary. Please follow us at Awaken and Heal on Instagram and on the web at goddess-awaken.com to follow the revolution.